So we now have the privilege of uh, chairing to Rico Furi, who's part of the MMM agency and also part of the ACDP Youth Org. So it is really a privilege. Uh, Join in via Zoom, but uh, it's how we're doing things now during COVID, eh, Rico? So good morning. Welcome. And he's... Yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you different times different times yeah it's great great <laughs> but of course this morning you um will be sharing your story of hope and uh, uh, i know parts of it because i know you mentioned to be parts of it before and i know that's really going to in touch and inspire some of our listeners but over to you the floor is yours rico <laughs> thank you um yeah i think my story is more or less about my battle with um mental health and addiction. So basically, I grew up, was born in a family um, with two famous parents who were Springbok athletes. Um, had a, apart from that, had a pretty normal upbringing, a really good upbringing. Um, yeah, but some way, when I was a child, um, I started battling with anxiety. And then about the age of 10, I hit a really bad depression. And... At the time, I wasn't aware that it was depression or what it was. I just knew there was this dark cloud over my life and I didn't really know how to deal with it. So I just kept it inside and it kept building up. Um, also, something that didn't help that added to it and made it much worse was the fact that I was bullied um, quite severely through primary school to high school, pushed downstairs, pushed into a locker, like some pretty rough stuff. Yeah. But... Um, <clears throat> That obviously didn't help much. And yeah, so with that going on and the depression and anxiety, uh, it was, you know, it was leading up to something. And I think when I got to high school, things got really dark for me. Um, I just, I had bad friends. I, I was, I was, you know, I was just, I was a bit messed up. I was like, I was a good kid, but behind the scenes, I would, um, like I was struggling with some eating disorders and uh, just a lot of things where, you know, like wasn't healthy. I was, I was having suicidal thoughts. I was, I was just doing really stupid things and um, I was not, yeah, not the happiest person, but most people didn't know that at the time. I just didn't, you know, I didn't show it. And yeah, so through high school that happened and, I think because of my depression and my anxiety and added with the bullying and all those things, when I finished high school, my depression really got bad and I finally got professional help. Uh, Queen's go see a therapist. I've been on medication. Nothing really at the time was helping. I wasn't sure why. Um, but at the same time, also, I was also drinking a lot. Like I was out most nights drinking. I was mixing pills with alcohol and yeah, so that was actually, you know, I was like trying to get help at the same time. I was also still ruining myself, you know, um, I wasn't sure. I was, I was quite lost. I didn't have God in my life either at that point yet. And yeah, so uh, the alcohol basically took over. It got really, it got really bad. And it, of course, like the alcohol made my dip also worse so it even got to a point in 2014 where a lot of things I think in the beginning of that year just went wrong and mentally I was not good 
and the alcohol just made it 10 times worse. And I ended up trying to commit suicide and basically ended up in hospital, was there for a day and a half. They didn't want to release me. They basically said I'm on the verge of alcoholism or I was an alcohol alcoholic. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was it was hectic. Um, but it was there in the hospital where I really started to hear God's voice. Like I've always known, I've, like, I've always known about God, but mm. and I had parents who were believers. So I, I knew the truth. I just didn't have a relationship with him. Right. And I think knowing the truth with that, I, yeah, I just heard God basically say um, that even though he's a God of grace, he's still a king and my chances were running out. Like I know the truth now. Right. And, you know, like I need to get my life in order. Like I can't go on like this because I was busy destroying myself. So, yeah, when I left hospital, I was basically, I was sober for three months, all back so, in alcohol again. So, so it was at um, that moment before when you came to, uh, came to that point where you accepted Christ in the hospital, was that the moment where you, your whole life turned around? I wouldn't say that was the moment, but it was a wake-up call. Okay. Uh, I think somewhere part of me, there was, there was a part of me that was like, you know, like, I always thought, you know, I was Christian because, you know, I grew up Christian and, and I, I thought I knew God at that time. It wasn't like I need to accept him now, but I, you know, so, but I wasn't really, I didn't have, I didn't have a relationship with him. So, um, yeah, so uh, then I was, yeah, I was sober up and down, falling back and, you know, going, front. You know, I was all over the place. It's been that way. Um, and then... Basically, what happened was I was part of a really good church at the time and I got involved with church. When I got out of hospital, um, like I said, it was it was a bit of an up and down. Right. But I was involved with church. Um, I was in a worship band and it really helped me, you know, to step on the right path. I really started to get you know, started to get to know God. Um, but I was so involved with church to kind of try and stop myself from falling back into old habits that I was actually burning myself out. I also, I don't think my relationship with God was really where it was supposed to be, you know, at that place. So um, that also wasn't helping. And then at some point I burned out. I kind of just left church and I was just, you know, back into the world again. And then at some point, I had friends from Brazil that came to start a church here. At that point, I was like, I'm not going to join another church now. Yeah. I kind of have a church. I just don't want to go to church. Nothing wrong with the church I was in. There was nothing wrong with it like, or anything like that. It's just my, it was a personal issue. I just didn't want, you know. Anyway, I started to join these guys. It was a church, like a small house church in Edgemead in Cape Town. And these guys, I don't know, they were like brothers to me. Like, it was really, um, it was something else. It was something I haven't experienced before. And the path they, 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 that they walked with me um, really did something in my life. Like, we, we walked a bit closer to the path, and I really got to know God and understand His grace. And obviously, I was still battling with my issues, with my depression and my anxiety, but there was definitely some change happening. And then on August 5th, 2018, I decided I wanted to get back to 
at Lerberg and it was really, it was quite amazing. Um, everything like just magically and my relationship with God really, really started only then. Um, so that was, that was really great. It really helped me. Um, but there was still an underlying issue of my anxiety, my depression. Like I was close to God, so I was good. But, you know, depression still kept, kept on creeping in. Um, the anxiety was still there, you know, up and down. It was just less. I was, it was more controlled, you know, because of my relationship with God. And I was more at peace. But, um, yeah, so that happened. And obviously, um, you know, I was at the time still living in Stellenbosch. So I basically moved to HME to Cape Town, not only to be closer to the church on that side, but also because I was working full-time in the modeling industry and my agency is in Cape Town. And, you know, as you know, the modeling industry is in Cape Town. So most of my work was in Cape Town. So, yeah, I decided to move. With the help, um, had a great support system on that side also, including my boss, Martez, at the Triple M Agency. She was like a second mother to me on that side and really supported me through that um, transition in my life, moving to Cape Town. And yeah, so um, that happened. And then literally, as I moved, signed my contract, the church decided that they, or the, the leader of the church decided they, that God was calling them back to Brazil. And they had to leave. So the church basically closed down at that stage. And I was like, okay, God, I'm now here in Cape Town, in the industry, uh, quite a dark industry. I don't have a church. Not that my relationship should depend on the church, but at that point, I think it still was a little bit. And, um, yeah, I just found myself falling back into all the wrong things again. My depression got worse. My alcohol abuse got worse. Things got crazy out of hand, and I got to a really like to a place where I became really suicidal. And a friend or a neighbor um, of mine there in Edgemead just told me one day, like, why don't I come over to her church? So I was like, okay, another church. <sighs> let's let's try it. I like I read I went to go read online about the church. And I was like, okay, no, I know this church. Stan Boswell has one. Um, I see it's, it's led by the Holy Spirit. So I was like, okay, it's a good sign. I had a good feeling about this. And um, I went to go visit with her. And I remember, I, I think actually the night before I was still at events, so I was still a little bit drunk also from the night before. And um, I literally went to church literally after, like from coming from a, like a party to, to, yes. uh, to, I went to church literally coming from a party. And, um, <laughs> and, I don't know, somebody, yeah, like, it was amazing. Like, the Holy Spirit basically took over. I remember the pastor couldn't even, like, preach. The Holy Spirit just took over in worship, and we just worshiped the whole church service yes. long. And wow. for me, that was, like, a sign, like, okay, this is where I was supposed to be. Mm. And that's basically how I got into, um, not to, like, this is not an ad, but how I got into Joshua Generation Church. And, okay. like, where I, I really, you know, found my, actual church family and where I was, you know, supposed to be. And it was amazing. The support I got there from the leaders, my elders, like it's just, it really it helped me get, get back on track with a lot of things. And um, yeah, it was great. But then COVID happened last year and my contract ended in Cape Town. So a lot of things changed. I was like, okay, now I have to move back to Stellenbosch. You know, it was locked down. Um, church wasn't happening. 
um, like you know work wasn't happening it was just it was a crazy time so um, yeah I had to move back to Stellenbosch and was like okay god what now I thought you know I'm supposed to live in Cape Town now this is where my life is everything was perfect I had a perfect mm-hmm. church perfect job everything was going great my relationship with god was great and yeah basically COVID came and it literally forced me to go back home be with my family which wasn't a bad thing i think it was really good for my for me and my family you know like i think we we grew a lot staying yes. so close together inside in that period of time under, yes. under circumstances but um i think because I, I guess I didn't have that active role of leaders in my life or, you know, going to church every day. Um, once again, depression and anxiety came back and I, I was struggling a bit. Luckily, church started to open again. I was like, okay, God, I am not going to change church again. I'll just drive through to Cape Town every, every Sunday and go to church there because I am not going to change church again. I'm not, even though there's a Josh Jane in Stellenbosch, I'm not going to join it. It's, it's probably just going to be students. Like, I don't, I don't want it. It's just kids. I'm not going to do it. And then, I don't know, actually one morning, I think it was a Facebook live session or something. They were doing devotionals and it was the, the pastor from the Stellenbosch PM congregation. And I didn't know that, I don't know that he was the, the pastor, but somehow, like, I don't know, something that he said in his devotional, just like, I need to like go add this guy on Facebook and find who he is. And then it turned out that he was the, you know, the pastor of the, the Samuels congregation. And I was like, okay, okay, God, I'll, I'll try this out. I'll go like once or like, what, you know, and once again, went once, Holy Spirit took over. And I was like, okay, maybe this is where I'm supposed to be now. Now, like, you know, I found a place and stuff. And I can honestly say, um, like being part, like, both congregations. I mean, it's the same church body, but just being in both, like, in the leadership has really played a major role in my life, um, you know, um, just leading up to now. But obviously, there was always still some underlying issues and mm-hmm. gaps in my life that needed to be filled, where the leaders were helping me, but they were, you know, like, I don't know how to say it even, like, obviously... You know, you can bring the, how do they say, the camel or the horse to the water. You can't force him to drink it. You can't force Force him to drink it. So I I had to, you know, start doing my part. And I don't know, I just, I I do maybe need professional help again, or maybe I just need some medication or something to help me calm down a bit so I can focus on what is real and obviously grow my relationship with God because. I think there was a point where I was against, you know, doctors and medication, but I also realized that, you know, it's there for a reason. And mm. so along with the, with the assistance of my leadership, of my family, the agency, and even the people in the ACD, yeah. um, like the members there that has been supporting me um, with everything. And like along with some medication, it's really helped me, you know, become stronger and better and closer to God. Um, so I can honestly say, like, like there were so many times, you know, that I thought, okay, this, it's over. I'm not going to do this now. or It's not going to happen. Every time, you know, like, it, it still ended up, you know, going good, ending, you know, okay. a good ending. Not that it's over yet. I mean, I think every day it's still, it's still a battle and I'm still growing and I still have a lot to learn. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still learning a lot about God every day. Yeah. But 
mentally um, I'm at a better place and that is due to the major support that I've received in my life. Beautiful. And yeah, like with that, I also want to say to anybody who's listening, um, no matter what you're going through or where you are, there must be somebody in your life and there is somebody in life. Mm. You may, might not see them right now or know where they are, but trust me, there's somebody in your life that you could, that you should be able to go to. If it's a church or somebody at work or somebody in your family, go to that person. We are not meant to do this alone. Yes, That's we are true. God, but he also sends us people. Mm. And yeah, you're never alone. There is always somebody that will be ready to help you. Um, you're not meant to go through this alone. <laughs> Simple Thank as that. You. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing, Rico. Can I ask you to please pray for us, pray for our listeners. Maybe there's somebody out there that's also facing anxiety or going through what you have been through with the bullying, you know, childhood. This You shared so much and it's so good. Could you please just pray for us? Sure, sure. Yeah, um, I mean, close the eyes. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for this opportunity for me to share this testimony. Hopefully, um, there's somebody out there that this will mean something to. And I trust God that you will start working in their hearts. I trust God that you will send somebody over their path, um, give them hope, remind them of who they are and who you've created them to be. Yes, Father God, I pray this for all our listeners. And for anybody out there who might not even be listening, that you will give them the support that they need and the strength to carry on. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Rico. Thank you for sharing. We hope that you have an amazing day. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And yeah, same to you.